Do you wish you could know more about what your dreams mean? Do you wish you could remember more of your dreams? Are you interested in using dreams to become more in touch with yourself and your emotions? Do you know what astral projection is? In today's episode on Root Awakening a Health Podcast, we are talking with Rosalie Tolentino. Rosalie is a transformational lifestyle coach and she helps her clients with emotional and energetic healing. She also helps her clients experience spiritual transformation and apply that spiritual energy to their business. And this is such a beautiful combination. Mixing spirituality and business is a topic that Rosalie and I are going to talk about on this episode. And in this episode, Rosalie also teaches us all about dream interpretations. She tells us about her experience with dreams and how she was able to validate them from a very young age and relate them to her healing process and relate them to what was going to happen in the future or what was already happening currently. It's a really beautiful story that she has. She also tells us about how she helps her clients to interpret their dreams. So she is going to tell us about what to look out for within our dreams, what to pay attention to, what to validate in your dreams, and what not to obsess so much about. And Rosalie and I talk a lot about manifesting as well. And we talk about what is actually possible to manifest. Rosalie is a manifesting queen. She's manifested awesome jobs and her wonderful husband, and she has a really special outlook on how to manifest at a higher level and how we can manifest a whole new level of amazing experiences into our lives. Rosalie also tells us about her experiences with astral projection. This is such an amazing, as if dream interpretations weren't cool enough, we also go to a whole nother level of topics when Rosalie tells us about astral projection. It's so cool. And she has some tips on how to navigate astral projection once you experience it for yourself. And to give you a little intro, astral projection is basically allowing your soul to travel around without your body. And it's fucking sick. I love this topic. It was so fun to have a conversation about it. So this is a spiritual, sensual, far out, emotional, magical episode. Get yourself hyped up for it and enjoy. This is Root Awakening, a health podcast. My name is Emily Kosick. I am the CEO of Root Awakening and an intuitive health coach. I help you hear what the universe wants to tell you about how to heal. You can follow me on Instagram at emilys.rootawakening. Root is spelled R-O-O-T. Say hi. Tell me what you think about the podcast. Tell me what you think about this episode. I am happy to chat with you. I actually want to chat with you. Please chat with me. Ask me any questions that you may have. As an intuitive health coach, I serve my clients through intuitive body readings. My intuitive body readings are one-to-one sessions over Zoom where I use my third eye to read your body and I will listen to what the universe or source or God or spirit, whatever you want to call it, wants me to communicate to you about what you need to know in order to heal and what you need to do in order to start truly enjoying your life in a fulfilling way. I also help my clients find and strengthen romantic relationships, intimacy with themselves, and spiritual sensuality. 
So my guides give me all of the information in my client's sessions. So these readings are 100% channeled and 100% spirit. You can book 30 minute or 60 minute readings with me. Head to the link in my bio on Instagram at emilys.rootawakening to book a reading. Okay, let's get into this episode with Rosalie Tolentino, Transformational Lifestyle Coach. Folks, Rosalie Tolentino is with me today, and I am ecstatic. We are going to get super spiritual. We're going to get super transformational. We're going to get really sensually powerful in here. So buckle up. It's going to be such a blast. Rosalie is a transformational lifestyle coach, and she helps her clients with emotional and energetic healing. She also helps her clients experience spiritual transformation and apply that spiritual energy to their business, which is so cool. And when I talk with Rosalie, I know that I'm talking to someone who is so, so, so tapped into the universe. I think Rosalie has lived so many lives. I'm curious to hear what she has to say about that, but it seems like it to me because she just has this effortless wisdom that she shares with the world. And it's just like, damn, it's just magical. It's so connective. Everyone needs to hear and experience Rosalie's wisdom. And Rosalie is such, she just has this beautiful aura that is so connected, in my opinion, with sensuality and with confidence and with lovingness. And she's also a mom. So it just goes hand in hand with the loving and abundant wisdom that she has. So Rosalie, it's such an honor to have you here today. Welcome to Root Awakening, a health podcast. Thank you so much. Oh my God, that intro. <laughs> Is that, <me? laughs> that was amazing. It is a hundred percent you and Rosalie and I kind of, we connected right away as soon as we met each other. And I was just immediately like, oh my gosh, I have to know this person forever because she's just so special. It's so you, it's so you. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> Absolutely. So, okay. Would you like to kick off today just by talking a little bit about how you got into this career of being a transformational lifestyle coach? Yes. So <laughs> there's so many things, right? There's so many things that lead us to the journey. And I say the journey because the journey to me is that place that almost feels like home when you're in it. You could have many journeys, right? But it's just like that journey that you keep going back to no matter what. That's what I define as the journey because it's where you know that you are your in alignment, right? With yourself, you are in integrity with your life. Like it just feels natural, effortless. It just feels like that is the road that's going to take you home, right? So I've, I've always had this ever since I was like two years old. I've had this, you know, spiritual encounters. I didn't know what it was. So, you know, people call it intuition. Let's just say I've just been very intuitive since I was a child. But I remember that. In, I want to say it was 2014, I was working for this amazing construction company that I had basically manifested. And I want to say I manifested because one day I got home and I was like, you know what, God, I just want like a job that's very close to my home. I want a job that, you know, feels like I'm in a, I'm in a family type of environment. Like I just want this amazing job that pays well, that is closed. And, and I gave God the list of requirements, right? And I got the job. I got the job. It was like a week later at this um, temp agency, like 
called me and said, Hey, I have a job for you. Go interview. And then it was perfect. I knew that God had took my list and checked everything off. It was perfect. So I was working there for, I want to say a good four years in 2014. And I was, you know, and, and I remember going into the office one day and feeling like something was off, feeling like I was in the wrong place. And that felt uneasy to me because a lot of times when we have this idea of what our life should be and, and a thought enters our mind that doesn't go in alignment with, with that thing, it feels uneasy, it feels uncomfortable. And I'm like, what are you talking about, Rosalie? Like you prayed for this job, like God gave you this job, right? So, you know, I pushed it deep inside, got back to work. The next day I come into office, seven o'clock in the morning. I sit down, I turn on my computer and I'm like, I shouldn't be here. That was my first thought, I shouldn't be here. And the feeling just got uncomfortable like every single day. And I was like, man, I must be going crazy. Like, what is this? So I remember during lunch, I went to my um, mother's house and my brother, he was home. And I say, I say to my brother, I'm like, you know, I feel like I'm in the wrong place. Like, but I don't know what I should be doing. And he said, Rosalie, what are you good at? And I said, I'm only good at talking about spirituality and obviously like construction job. Like I used to run the entire office, like, and I went to school for business administration. So I'm like, outside of that, I'm only good at talking about spirituality. And he said something that I feel was hurtful at the time, but now I laugh. He said, well, you're not deep on Chopra. That's what he, that's what he said to me. But in all honesty, I've never besides deep at Chopra and Oprah, who's just started to talk about spirituality but around that time, and maybe a few others, I didn't know that was even a career. I just, you know, for people in America, you know what I mean? Because yes, you, you, we know the months and we know, you know, the people from India and we associate them with spirituality, but, you know, for a girl from born in New Jersey, living in Apopka, Florida, like that's not even a job. That's not even a possibility, you know? So, so after that conversation, you know, I kind of agreed with him inside. I'm like, you're right. I'm not deep at Chopra. Like, I'm not a medical doctor from India. Like, I get it, you know? So the funny thing that happened after that is that I was randomly searching YouTube. You know, when you're mindlessly just like bored and you're like, let me just find whatever on YouTube. I was mindlessly searching and I found Marie Forleo. And I saw this girl talking about business and I was just like, wow, like, what is this? You know? So I binged like all of her videos. And then I found Gabrielle Bernstein. She did an interview with Gabrielle Bernstein. I was like, there's an American, you know, that talks about spirituality. And that was the first time I actually saw somebody that, that wasn't, you know, deep at Chopra that actually spoke about spirituality. And after that, I, I saw, I think it was like a day later, I saw this ad that Gabby had and it was this retreat in New York City. It was her first retreat that she was doing for women who had, who wanted to have a spiritual business. So I remember the time it was like, you know, it was like 2K to go there. It was $2,000 to go there, plus the trip to New York and all this. And I was married at the time and... And I came home and I said, you know, I saw this thing online. It's a retreat for women who, who have spiritual businesses. I don't know. I'm kind of interested. But really what I was looking for, it was somebody to be like, oh, hell no. 
Like it's 2K and you don't have a spiritual business. You can't go. Like I wanted somebody to tell me I couldn't do it because if I didn't have that, like there was no reason for me not to go and explore because that's what it was, an exploration. I didn't have a spiritual business. It was something that was just calling me. So he said, you know what? You should go. That's interesting. You should go. And I was like, oh my God, like now I don't even have an excuse, right? It was, it was shocking. I was really like looking forward to the no, it was shocking. So, you know, once he said yes, I went on Twitter because no one knew me on Twitter. No one knew who I was on Twitter. So, and I wrote, it was something like, I call into existence that I'm going to be at Spirit Junkie, the Spirit Junkie retreat. And this girl who I'm still friends with, <laughs> she wrote back, oh, I'll see you there. And I'm like, oh my God, like, this is so wild. Like, how did she even find me on Twitter? Like, it was just so crazy. So I booked, you know, I booked, I, I paid for the, for the retreat. It was three days. I booked the flight. One of my friends, because I previously had lived in New York City, I've lived everywhere. <laughs> I've lived in New York City. And she's like, you can stay with me. So I was like, okay, there's no excuse. I'm, I'm going. So I sat there on the first day. And when I sat there, before Gabby even said anything, I cried like a baby. Cried. And it was almost like a relief. Like, and I can't even explain it to you. It's, it's almost like a, an energetic thing, right? Where you, for the first time in your life, you, you leave the box. You leave the box and you're like, this might be a new road for me. This might be a new journey for me. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't have a spiritual business. I don't know, you know, anyone that has it. It looks wild. It sounds crazy as shit, but maybe there's something there for me. And that's basically, you know, and I, and I did it. I, and then I met about 200 women and we became very close. I still know them to this day. We're still friends, some of us. And, you know, when I came back, I started my business with dream interpretation. So I started my business by posting on this group and saying, hey, I've done dream interpretations for X amount of years for my friends and family. Here's a package if you guys are interested. And then uh, I think it was just that day I sold multiple packages to these women. And that was how I started the business. And then it just transformed from there, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so cool. So cool and so fucking relatable. So, yeah. Yeah. Right? Like, I think that there, there are so many people out there that, that identify with this feeling of just release. Like anyone who, probably anyone who has stepped, like put one foot outside of the box of what's typical in our society, feels that release of, oh my gosh, there is something else out there. I don't have to, I don't have to abide by all of these rules that I was told were so necessary they're not as necessary as i thought they were i can do something different i can do what lights me up if i feel like i'm spiritual i don't have to have this barrier of well okay cool you're spiritual but you can't actually make any money with that i can first pass that and actually do something with this i it's just yeah it's it's so it's so relatable rosalie and i'm curious now like can we start with dream interpretations? Because that's what you started doing. I think it's super cool. And there are so many people out there 
everyone experiences dreams and they don't know. I, I noticed this in my clients. They don't know whether or not they should validate them. And of course, it's our jobs as spiritual coaches to be like, validate everything, <laughs> validate everything. But can you tell us a little bit more about your experience and expertise in dream interpretations? Yeah. So I just want to start off by saying that not validating our dreams has to be the biggest mistake we could do, right? A lot of people, you know, they rely on, you know, the psychics and, and the astrology and all these other things to guide them. But honestly, we have this thing, our dreams that kind of guide us into, you know, what we're feeling into what's going on in our minds, you know, how to solve certain problems and connects us also to the spiritual realm. There's so many, you know, they call it prophetic dreams, but there's so many, you know, in spiritual encounters that I've had inside of, you know, dreams. And it's just amazing. I feel like our single most important, you know, after let's say intuition, I think is our dreams, honestly. Yeah. You know, so with me, I, you know, I can remember I can remember as far as like two years old, some of the dreams that I had when I was two years old. So as you can imagine, dreams are very important to me because I experienced them a lot. So, you know, some of the, the, the earliest memories of dreams have been since two. And then it just became this thing in my family where I was having these dreams and I would run and tell my grandmother or I would run and tell my mom and then something, you know, happened that I'd they would be like, oh, she had this dream and this happened. And it was validated very early on in my family, which mm -hmm. kind of helped, right? Accept. Because a lot of times people have dreams and people, and, you know, if you tell somebody your dreams, they'll be like, oh, it's, it's nothing. Or, you know, like, what do you think you're having? And it just becomes this dream and it becomes this, this undesired thing, right? Because mm -hmm. even nightmares, even, even the things that we feel are scary in our dreams have so much to tell us. And as you know, and, and once you, you break that down and once you, you actually have a conversation around that, it just reveals so much and, and you realize it's not scary. It's just trying to have you pay attention to whatever's going on in your life. Right. So, so yeah, I've been doing dream interpretations. I want to say most of my life <laughs> because before I even thought it was a thing, you know, posting it in that group, it's just. I, people were just coming to me, you know, my parents, my friends, my siblings, like, hey, I had this dream. What do you think? And it was all, you know, from trying to figure out what my dreams meant when I was a child. Like, you know, even, even at an early age of 10 and 11, like, I've had this thing of like, okay, I had this dream. What does it mean? You know what I mean? Like, I always knew it meant way more than just having a silly dream. Mm. Totally, totally. And it's, you speak so well to the, the power of validation. I agree with you so much. Dreams are, first of all, that's how all of our spirit guides connect to us. Everybody has spirit guides. That's how we're connected to God or the universe or whatever you want to call it. And it's such a powerful tool that we all, that we all have and notice like, 
everybody. I know some people that that do not remember much from their dreams, but they know that they have them. So it's it's like intuition. I always tell people, if you wanna start connecting with your spirituality, start with your intuition because it's intuition is still a little bit worked into society. Like we hear it a lot, trust your intuition, or I think I can trust my intuition. We hear about it enough where you can start to validate that because the word gets tossed around. Dreams are the same. And that might even be an easier way to start accessing spirituality through dreams because without a doubt, everybody has them. So just start validating them. And I think that you just, I, I love this example of your family that validated these for you. Like your, your family helped you to understand that these are legitimate and that these are powerful and that these are worth considering. I think that's just so beautiful. I, it's really beautiful that it shows us just the, the power of telling someone, oh, like what you're experiencing is important, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I come from a mom who also has many dreams. <laughs> so, you know, and her, her, she has prophetic dreams that, you know, I, I don't think she goes deeper, like how I do into her dreams, but definitely her prophetic dreams are on point <laughs> is, <laughs> is astonishing. And then, you know, I have grandmothers, like on both of my grandmothers are both sides, you know, have very vivid experiences in their dreams. So, you know, when I came along in this family, it, it just, you know, I, I basically fit right in because they understood what I was going through with my dreams. And they saw it as, you know, something that is just more than than just a random thing is something that is important in our lives you know and you know many times I have dreams and I'll call my mother and I'll say hey mom I had this dream and she's like well what are you know she for her is 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 always like what are the guys trying to tell you what well what is you know what is God trying to tell you what are the guys trying to tell you you know and to me it's you know yes but you know I don't I don't how should I say this so I have a very strong connection with God, spirit, universe, whatever. But I feel like whenever we put labels on things, it just becomes this heavy thing, right? When in fact, dreams are just, you know, our deeper knowing, our, our intuition, our, you know, connection. Yes, with God and guys, but maybe with yourself, like it's whatever you think, right? But the point of this whole thing is that you can use that to understand yourself deeper. And whenever you have a dream is, and like you said, it's probably easier than your intuition, even though I believe it's all the same thing, but it's like your percentage is moving and all you have to do is sit with it. You know, I, when I teach people to analyze their dreams, I don't even make it a heavy process. I'm just like, write it down, write it down. As soon as you have it recorded, write it down and just sit with it. Just ask the dream what it's trying to tell you, because, you know, after all, all of the answers are inside of us you know, our internal guidance system, our intuition, you know, gives us the answer. So when we sit with a dream, we can understand, oh, I'm afraid of this. Or, you know, I feel really heavy about this situation, or I'm really excited about the situation. Oh, I know what I'm calling into manifestation. Mm -hmm. You know, especially when you have these dreams where you have so much pleasure and desire and, and everything you want is coming into fruition. You know, you're like, oh, I see what I'm manifesting. So it gives you, you know, there's so much information and in, in dreams and I absolutely love it. 
Yeah, it's so cool. It's like we access another dimension. Like what, what do you think about that, Rosalie? Do you think that we are accessing another dimension while we are dreaming? Yes, because I think that we have our, you know, our plane here, our, you know, 3D or, you know, human experience. And then we have our spiritual experience. And I, and we dabble between both all the time, which is why I believe that we are, you know, experience, you know, experiencing the earth and our environment, but there's no denying that every human, every single being, not only humans, but everybody, you know, every single being has that, has that spiritual thing where we, we are connected to something higher than, than ourselves higher than just the mundane world, you know what I mean? Because how do we explain dreams? How do we explain intuitions? How do we explain, you know, things that we hear, all these phenomenons and, you know, so there's just so much more. Yeah, totally, totally. It's so cool to think about. And, and I think like, yeah, the 5D or like this, these spiritual realms, before I got into spirituality, it seems so foreign. It just seems like, oh, like really gifted people get to access that, or I could access that on drugs. Rosalie knows that I've, I've also had an issue with drugs and I talk about it. And I, I wanted to kind of get to that crazy place through substance abuse. We don't even have to do that. We don't even have to take drugs to experience these other realms. It comes to us. We just have to start validating. And so Rosalie, I'm curious if we can go over some, like just a few really basic topics to give our listeners an example of like how they can start interpreting dreams. And what I wanted to ask you about specifically, and if you want to bring up any other just general topics that often comes up in dreams, that's totally cool with me too. What I wanted to ask about specifically first was exes in dreams, like dreaming about dreaming about your ex. I have this all the time. I know a lot of other people who have experienced this. My clients have experienced it. And for me personally, I realize that it's not always about who is in the dream necessarily. It's about like how I feel in the dream and what happens to me in the dream. And I would love to hear your take on that. Like, what's your take on seeing your exes in dreams, like in general? Okay. So... And I'm laughing because I, I get so many dream suggestions, but here's the thing. I like that you said that it's not always about the person because that's true, right? Sometimes is what the person represents. Sometimes is a feeling, you know, that you get. And, and sometimes the person is you, you know? So I, it is funny, but it's true. You know how, and I like to tell you know, there are certain dreams where each character in that dream is you. Sometimes, for example, right? I had this client that she was always dreaming that somebody was chasing her, trying to kill her. And when I told her that she was the person running and the, the person trying to murder her, like she was blown away, but it, it was true. You know what I mean? So some, you know, just how we play different parts in life, like you're not always this, like you're not the same with your boyfriend as you are with, you know, your mom or are you how you are with your client or you're in a professional setting. It's like we play different roles, right? It's like we have different personalities for certain situations. You're not the same 
you're not always angry or you're not always happy. You know, we're just different characters all in one person. So in our dreams, sometimes we are the different characters, right? I, I remember this, this person who had a dream about her ex and the ex was always lying to her in a dream and she felt that the person was lying to her. And that was in one of those instances where she was the liar the person being lied to and all that reflected is you know how she wouldn't own herself how she was doing things to make others feel well you know what I mean so I've I've had dreams where I was I I was standing in a point of view where I was seeing everything so I was just like the person then I was also the person I was a person seeing and I was the person doing you know and and no shame let me just tell you real quick so I had a dream where I was the person looking like the third party looking and I was also the I was also a prostitute and is you know is wild because no who like who wants to be the prostitute in their dreams you know what I mean like but I understood what that meant what that meant is that you know I was doing things that I didn't want to do you know, for the sake of not making people feel bad. And that's how that dream represented. But sometimes we play different characters in our dreams. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so cool. I love that way of thinking about it. I love it. I knew you were going to have a kick-ass answer to that. (laughs) I love it. And yeah, this is, it's just something I realized recently. I'm like, oh shit, it's not even like that person because people were showing up in my dream that I just knew in my core that I didn't have an emotional tie to. It was just like, it was like, they were like stand-ins, like people that I just met in, in my life, which you mentioned is like, yeah, you're just like you're it's just things that you're feeling it's just like parts of you that are showing up it's really just like how you feel in the dream that's so cool that's so cool anything else that you want to like I I'm also there's so many topics that I want to get into but is there anything else that you want people to know about dream interpretations like any other misconceptions or like how maybe how to start to maybe like, do you have any, actually, do you have any recommendations on how to start dreaming more? If people find that I, I, a lot of my clients say I haven't dreamt in a really long time. Yeah. So I, I hear that a lot, but I, what I think that happens is that, you know, we're so connected to our phones at night and we're so connected to the TV and Netflix and all of those things. And it's kind of hard for us to relax before we go to bed. Right. So what I would suggest for people to do is, you know, take 30 minutes before you go to bed, like shut everything off, meditate if you meditate, pray if you pray, whatever you need to do, and just lay in bed with the intention of just relaxing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And if you're interested in, you know, connecting more to yourself, connecting more to spirits or whatever it is that, you know, you want in dreams, you can just have an intention before going to sleep of like, you know, I would like to receive messages in my dream, or I would like to know what's going on with me internally. I would like to get to know myself more in dreams and just basically relax into that before going to bed. And then, you know, I always tell everybody because to do this, because if I don't do it, it becomes a problem. (laughs) Now I wake up my husband at two o'clock in the morning and I'm like, Hey, I had a dream, you know, and and he's, he's such a nice guy. He just, 
allows me to tell him his dream at two o'clock in the morning. But really before I had my husband, I was writing my dreams and recording my dreams as soon as I had them. You know what I mean? So it it doesn't matter if you wake up at three o'clock in the morning or two o'clock in the morning, just grab your phone, record it as a note and go back to bed because, you know, once 10 minutes go by or 20 minutes go by, we start to forget, right? We easily forget our dreams. And sometimes we have dreams and we can't even remember a fraction of that if we don't write it down or record it, you know, immediately. So yeah, I would say one, have an intention, relax before you're going to sleep, have an intention of wanting to dream more. Don't force it, just allow it to come and then start writing your dreams down. We all have it. It's not reserved for the special. Like we all have it. And then I would say another tip would be to have an open mind and to understand that there is no bad dreams, that there is no good or bad dreams. They're just dreams. And every dream is a message, right? A message about who we are, a message about what's going on in our experience here on earth because dreams are all about like helping you process life. Like there's a purpose to dreams. You know, I think we try to push it in the back of our mind, but there's an actual purpose to having a dream. And a lot of that is to help us process all the heavy stuff, all that heavy stuff in our day, you know? So that is one of the purposes of our dreams. And then we have dreams that actually help us heal because once we we could process all this heavy information, we could process all these these emotions to heal, you know? So not only do, when we dream, do we heal our body? because we're resting and our cells are doing the work, but also we're healing our mind, healing our brain, you know? So yeah, so no classification. You don't need to label the dream as bad or good. Just witness the dream, ask it what it means, you know, what what it means. Ask what the dreams mean and what it's trying to tell you. Fuck yeah. I love it. I love it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so into it because it is that that really is a big misconception that well I'm not having any dreams right now because they're just not coming to me but we really do have control just like everything we have like I don't want to say control we have the power to transform what we're experiencing so yeah. we can do that and you can have you can start to have dreams and let me tell you I was one of those people that sometimes I would have really intense dreams like if I was oversleeping a lot I would have very intense dreams. Otherwise I would not. And I would just say, oh, I don't have dreams right now. I started figuring out some of this amazing information. I started writing down my dreams. They come to you more and more. It's like a muscle that you exercise, right? Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Because paying attention is like, like when you get it, like you get interested in a car, right? Let's say you see a, I don't know, Mercedes that you like, and you're like, oh my God, I'm in love with that red Mercedes. And you don't ever see the red Mercedes anywhere. But as soon as you you focus on that red Mercedes thing, you're like, oh, I love it. Now you go down the road and everybody has a red Mercedes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you were like, where were all these cars before? Well, they were right there, but you were not paying attention. It's just like that. Oh my gosh, that's so true. That's so true. Oh, yeah, I love it. Okay, so now getting more into what you do as a coach, especially currently, Rosalie, so you work in dream interpretations into your coaching and that alone is healing and transformational and tells you and your clients so much about that client. But can you tell us a little bit more about like what you're doing right now within your transformational lifestyle coaching? 
Yeah. So, you know, sometimes it feels hard to put into words all that I do because it's just, you know, people, people in the industry, they want to say, well, I'm either a spiritual coach or I'm either a business coach. And I'm like, well, I'm kind of everything, you know what I mean? Which I think is what creates magic in my business, because I, I believe just like we, we can't look at humans, right. And say, oh, we're, it's only about exercise or it's only about diet. I feel like it's just the entire human, right. Is the physical, is the psychological, it's the emotional, it's just the energetic, it's, it's just the whole thing. So with me and my practice, what I try to do is that more and more, I try to incorporate kind of like a holistic approach, right? And, and it's more of like, we add the business and the strategies and all of that stuff. And I have a lot of knowledge in that, but it's also about who are you as a person? You know, like your energy, your your spirituality, your beliefs, your, your mentality, you know? So within my entire business, I, you know, I incorporated the dream interpretation and also the healing because I think that what happens in, in business especially with you know entrepreneurs and it doesn't matter with you know if you're just starting or if you've been in the game for a long time like me I think that every time we hit a road you know we hit a block and we're like oh I'm about to up level to make more money than I've ever made before a lot of times we freak out, right? We freak out and all of these other things that you think were non-related start to come out. So all of a sudden, the unworthiness that you felt as a child start to come out. And all of a sudden, you know, these words that somebody told you that you haven't remembered in 20 years start to come out. And all of a sudden, you know, your body starts screaming at you and it's like, oh, now pay attention to me. And, and, you know, there's so many things. So I, in my practice, I focus on, you know, the whole individual as much as I can. You know what I mean? When mm-hmm. it, so I, we do the business, we do the dream interpretations, we do the healing, because I think that whether you had an amazing childhood or amazing adult experience or not, we all have a certain um, degree of feeling disappointed, feeling those hu- negative human emotions that we need to heal from. So basically it's just a combination of the entire human experience. You know, I, you know, I, I, I do as much as I can to provide business and healing mesh together to all of my clients. Mm-hmm. And it's such an important mix that one, we rarely see even in the coaching world, even if you're in the coaching world, you rarely see that Two, If you're not in the coaching world and you're just like, you have your nine to five and you want to break out and do something different, or you're just haven't been introduced to what coaching is you. It's so common to have no idea that you can combine spirituality and business. And like, why would you want to do it? Do that. I mean, these are literally questions that I would have said a year and a half ago or maybe two years ago, right? So it's such a cool mix, combining spirituality and business and coaching, because you have the support for the practical stuff and you have the support when you need the energetic stuff. And like for our listeners who haven't been introduced to this idea of like up-leveling and what it can do to your reality and your body, basically it's like, it's like, Okay. One of my business coaches, Latisse Hudson says, 
before a breakthrough becomes a breakdown before a breakthrough comes a breakdown so it's like you're breaking down to give yourself space to move up in what your goals are and that concept was also very foreign to me like a year ago but it's true i i experienced it actually earlier this week rosalie like it it can come out as like flu symptoms it can come out as just like feeling depressed it can come out with a lot of emotions it can come out like everything that that rosalie said obviously too like self doubt not feeling worthy and it doesn't mean that you're about to crash down and fail it actually means you're about to really succeed your brain is just like what do i do with this new responsibility oh what's going to happen when i make a lot of money oh i'm like ascending as a person and that's scary and that's why we get all of this other this other crap that like this dust that gets kicked up but it's really a good thing and i wanted to just give our listeners a little bit of a background but yeah like ha- like do you find mostly that your clients having support from you during these moments is essential Yeah, and I I want to say something towards what you just said. So whenever we are going into something that we have never experienced before, right? Which is, you know, it could be anything. It could be doing things in our business or in our lives that we have never done, or you know, making more money than we have ever done before, or having even more responsibilities, or whatever it is that you know that is making us feel uncomfortable. You know, our our nervous system actually freaks out right? We have this defense mechanism that actually is alerted and it's like, hey, I want to keep you safe. I don't want you to do this. So it just, you know, makes you have anxiety, makes you, you know, freak out. And then sometimes, just like you said, we have the ascension flow, which is, you know, the makes you feel like we have a cold. I have experienced that many times, super uncomfortable. But what I teach now is that we don't have to go through that, right? We don't. And I like, I like to um, have these conversations with my clients because it, it's just wild that every time we up level and with, you know, entrepreneurs, we're always doing, you know, we're always taking so much risk. We're always doing something that is so different outside of our comfort zone because we're in an environment or industry that is new. You know what I'm saying? Most entrepreneurs are in very new industry. So we're we're going to be uncomfortable time. Imagine having an ascension flu every time you make more money. We're having an ascension flu every time, you know, Forbes magazines wants to interview you or, you know, whoever like is wild. Right. And, and, and I don't, that is something that I, I came to terms with. And I was like, I don't want to accept that in my life anymore. You know, how do I navigate this uncomfortableness? How do I, you know, how do I, um, make my nervous system not freak out all the time. And, you know, and just like everything else is a lot mental, you know? So what I tell my clients is, you know, yes, this is true. And and your nervous system will react however it needs to react because you're freaking out. But does it have to be that way? Can you welcome the new experience in a more loving way? Can you welcome the new experience as, not you going, you know, jumping into, you know, the sky and you don't, not knowing if the parachute is going to open or not, but more like, I'm going to take this leap and it's going to open and this is going to be a good ride for me. You know, it's all about the conversations that we're just having in our heads. And 
I think it's important, you know, especially for entrepreneurs to understand that you don't have to freak out every time something new happens in your business. Like it's just, let's normalize it, <laughs> you know, let's mm-hmm. normalize the thing. And, you know, every time we say like, oh, all this happens every time you up level, it's like we're accepting that we're, we're catching the flu or the coronavirus every time we're in a crowd. Like, no, like, I don't want that in my experience, you know? Yeah, that is the first time I've ever heard anybody say that. That's the first time I've ever heard anyone say that. And it's a big aha moment for me. I don't know if it's, I'm pretty sure it's going to be a big aha moment for a lot of our listeners too, because it's true. <laughs> we, why, why does this have to be our reality? And also I was going to mention that this, this goes to, this speaks towards just any kind of healing. A lot of times when we're doing traumatic healing or like when we're doing healing on our traumas in our lives, or when we're doing emotional healing or even physical healing, our bodies can be like really worn out, really tired. And um, it doesn't have to just be in business. Sometimes it means you're like, like your body is trying to heal when you're like feeling really down and tired and like, same thing, right? We can just normalize that like we're going to heal. We were capable of healing and we can do this, this big transformation within ourselves, within our business, within our lives, relationships, physical health. And it doesn't have, like, we can work away from it being like horrible. Right. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know, there's so many things that we, we accept and it just becomes our reality. Right. And then you see somebody that doesn't accept it and you're like, Oh, it doesn't need to be accepted. So I'll, I can change my reality, but what if we just, you know, have that independence within ourselves that is like, you know what, everybody does this, but it doesn't work for me, Mm. you know, and it could be in anything a lot, you know, all of, all of my experience with relationships have been bad. Everybody that I've seen models a bad relationship, but I don't want that. I want to have a relationship that feels like X, Y, and Z. And I get to have that. You know, and I make that example because that's exactly what happened to me. I didn't know one person that had a good relationship. I had pretty bad relationships in the past. And then I cleared up my stuff, right? I, I got very clear of who I wanted to be within a relationship. I got very clear of what I could accept and wouldn't accept. And then I found a person that just matches that. And I've had, you know, the relationship I'm in is, has been the most amazing relationship in my life. So it's all about us, you know, seeing what's in our lives and what we're accepting and if it works or it doesn't work for us. And it's as simple as being like, does this, does this belief actually work for me or not? And you know, because you can feel it in your gut immediately. Mm. Uh, I don't really care for it. You know what I mean? And there's so many things that just are like automatic, like we just accept it automatic. And if we could just sit at least 10 minutes a day and, and, and think about our day and what we have accepted, we could take our power back in our lives. Mm. Mm. Absolutely. I think it, that, that also speaks to, so much towards inviting abundance into our lives and yes, in business, but abundance of any kind, like be being confident about being yourself. It's such a simple concept that we get told, like we get told that phrase ever since we're 
super young, but we get shown something very different, right? Like we get shown that, well, it's, you don't want to be too much like yourself. You have to fit in a little bit to be like this. Well, we're going to give you a hard time if you're like this. It's crap. And we've heard it since basically we were brought, brought into this world. And even now, you know, as an adult, there's no, there's no age where that stops, but the true like following of like to, to truly follow what you want to do, what excites you to truly follow yourself that, that can bring things like money into your life. Like when, and Rosalie, I'm, I'm so curious to hear your, your thoughts on this concept as well. But I noticed that when you were telling us about your background, when you said, yeah, I started doing these, these dream interpretations and clients just started showing up. Like, yeah, you put yourself out there, but you don't, oh, you don't have to bust your ass doing a bunch of marketing and like talk, like, um, just advertising and, and pushing your business, pushing, pushing, pushing. You don't have to do that to make money. That's not the only option. And that's also what we see in spiritual business coaching, right? We learn how to start attracting things to us. Like we learn how to start attracting clients to us, new opportunities to us, just money in general to us, love to us. I'm curious what your thoughts are on that topic. Okay. So, you know, I, I'm in the industry, the business coaching industry, but you know, I, when, when I work with a client, I, I do believe that hard work does pay off. Right. I, I believe in manifestation. I believe all that beautifulness because it works. It's true. But I do believe that hard work do pay, you know, pays off. But here's an interesting thing. If you're not in integrity with yourself, if you lack your self-confidence and I will get a little more into that because just like you said, we, we say, yo, you gotta have, you know, confidence. And most of us don't even know what that means, to be honest. Right. Like, just like you can ask so many people, what do you want? And they won't know, or they don't understand that they can have desire or it's like a bad, oh my God, what do you want? Oh, bad word. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, you know, when it, when it comes, when it comes to business and the way you do business, it just looks so different for so many people, right? I don't do any hard marketing. I don't have any ads. I just organically just put myself out there and people come. And that's the way I decide, decided to run my business. But I know that every single way of doing it works, Right. You, you can you can let it flow or you can work hard. It just all works. It's just what you desire to do for yourself. But I, you know, what I believe is the most important component of business has to be the getting to know yourself part. Because if you don't know who you are and what's your thing and, and, and how do you want to run your business, what happens is that you start mimicking everybody that's actually making it out there but they're making it because they have tapped into what they're best and they're doing what is integrity for them. And it works for them because that's their thing. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that it can't work for you. I'm just saying that you have to figure out what actually works for you. So, you know, somebody that is very flowy, somebody that, you know, in, you know, their inner self is, is more of like, uh, you know, I, 
I have this feminine energy and that's how I do everything in life. When they go into hustle, hustle mode, they burn out and it just, and it, and it just becomes, you know, oh, business is hard. Well, business is really not that difficult because the, the hard part is your own inner transformation is your own, listening to your own inner guidance. You know what I mean? Is accepting all the parts of yourself and, and connecting to who you are and understanding that, you know, whatever it is that you have to give to the world is important. You know what I mean? Which is what I run into a lot where people, they know they're supposed to do this work, but then, you know, the fear of doing the work is what really stopping them, not actually in the business. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. You're just like opening up my mind right now. Like my, I'm just like visualizing my brain being open right now because, um, yeah, I'm learning so much. I love it. And what was I going to say about that? I don't remember, but it's just so, yeah, trust. I was going to say trust. Like I'm still learning what this means, trust. So I'll, I'll just use that as, a, as an example. Like you said, Rosalie, people don't even like we, we, we end up not even knowing what confidence means. And we think that confidence is just like pretending that we're confident. <laughs> and that, cause that's just like what we see in society, but that's that there is a deeper confidence there that we can get to by establishing more intimacy with ourselves. Just like that concept exists, right? Just like that concept exists on, in our society, trust <laughs> is a, is also a foreign like the true form of trust is a foreign concept in our society as well. Like we have to trust that what feels good to us is right for us. And what I mean, feel good is like, feel good in your soul. Not just like I got high and that feels good, but like feel good in your life for your life in your soul. I'm still learning to trust that. Like recently I've always had like a super harsh like kind of harsh language as in I swear all the time and I've been like that ever since I was in my early teens and when I first started my business I was like well I don't want to swear because people's kids might be around I want to be thoughtful towards them I was trying to make other people comfortable and then I realized very like this is really the first episode that podcast episode that's going to start being like they're all going to be explicit from here on out because I just had to come to the the, the realization that this is just who I am, at least right now in my life. And I need to follow that. I need to follow that. And that, that is me trusting just what is coming out of my mouth and what feels right because I'm passionate and that's how passion flows out of me. But for the longest time, I was like, I, I wasn't trusting that up until very recently, even though I would speak about trust all the time. It, we can always go deeper with trust. I'm curious to hear what you think about that, Rosalie. So to me, trust is faith, right? To me, trust is the same thing as faith. And and I've heard, I have learned some very (laughs) hard lessons with faith. And we could probably last two to three days me talking to you about all my experiences (laughs) when it came to faith and how it's been like threatened by you know, I, I, I honestly want to say that trusting yourself is probably one of the hardest things because no one teaches us how to trust ourselves. Mm. No one teaches us how to have faith, right? People, it's just like one of those words, trust yourself or be confident or have faith. 
but there's no there's no manual of like how do we how do we do that how do we find that right and, and it's like everything it's like a muscle you know with me it, it really started with my self-love journey right mm -hmm. and it was one of those things of like and I actually have a meditation it's called I trust myself meditation mm. and it's all about you know these different mantras of like, I trust myself, I trust myself with money, I trust myself to make the right decision, because trusting myself was such a big deal, right? So it what how that really started, it was, you know, basically me saying, you know, oh, I have this decision. And this, you, you know, sometimes when you don't trust yourself, then you prolong this decision, because you're trying to see what everybody else thinks so that you can make a decision when you already know in your gut what you truly want to begin with, right? But it was me just basically saying, hey, I trust you, Rosalie. I trust you to make the right decision. And then me making, you know, an informed decision based on whatever my gut said. Because at the end of the day, that is the best, right? That is the best. That is the best indicator of what you're doing. So I have an example. It took me, I want to say it took me three to four years to actually move to Dominican Republic because I kept prolonging it because I was just like oh I don't I'm not ready I don't have enough money like this and that or whatever I was very scared you know but it took me so many years to even convince myself that I can actually do it and you know and, and I can say that it is with everything in life right it takes us so long to even cut our hair it takes us so long <laughs> to even dye our hair because we're so indecisive about so much in life right so when I actually took the leap and I was just like, you know what, ready or not, I'm doing it. I don't care. Like my body, my intuition, my, my spirit is screaming. I got to go. And I actually came here. I was like, holy crap. I should have done this long, long time ago. <laughs> I was right all along. I was right three years ago when the desire came in. I was right again two years ago. I was right a year ago. Like I I'd been right about this. I should have came so long ago. And, you know, sometimes, you know, like I said, our faith, right? Our trust is our faith. And it's like, faith is trusting even when you don't have a plan, right? Mm -hmm. Trusting when there's no indicator that it's going to happen. Trusting that your, your emotions, your, your, your spirit, your intuition is not wrong. Mm -hmm. if, it, if, if it's something that was birthed in me, and that I've repeatedly came back to it, I can't be wrong. So therefore I have something that I could give my faith to because I know that no matter what, I can't be wrong. Like, like if, if I, let's say I've been, I've been in business since 2015 and it's 2021. If I was actually wrong about this, like, holy crap. You know what I'm saying? Like I've been hello mm -hmm. you know it, it, it would blow my mind and it's not even about being right or wrong it's about you're you're getting you're getting you know you're getting persuaded into this journey or this road and all indications show that that's the road you know what I mean and the only thing that deviates me from the road is just me you know not trusting mm -hmm. that at the end of that road or along that road there's so much for me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, totally. I absolutely do. And it reminds me of something that I just 
it wasn't, I don't know. It was just kind of a, what was it? I experienced something last night that was a moment of realization and just confirmation, I guess, that when we see something, like when we have a clear vision of something. So for example, I have a very clear vision of the house that I'm going to have. It's going to be like a cabin style house, fireplace here, bedrooms there, that very fucking clear vision. And I have a clear vision of who my future partner is going to be. That's a whole nother thing, but it's a, it's a vision of like how, who this person embodies, what this person is like, what this person can teach me. We have to trust those visions and like pursue those visions and not fucking settle. So the visions that come to us, like Rosalie's saying, they're meant to be in our lives, like in this life. They're not meant to just stay in our dreams. Like they're meant to come into this reality that we're in right now for real in the 3D. <laughs> and I think it's so common. And I've said this to people in my past. Like I've said this, like, well, it's never going to be like really what you picture. No, let's work towards it. Like, yes, it can look a little bit different when we manifest something into our lives. And like, for example, if we're visualizing a partner, that partner is not going to, the partner is going to have flaws, but we can love those flaws, but like who they embody and what values you want them to have that is meant for you. Like that person with those values who looks something like that or whatever, that's meant for you overall. It's fucking meant for you. So when we try to talk ourselves out of stuff and say, oh, it's just a dream that's never going to come into fruition, like with your job, Rosalie, initially, when you're like, I want a job that's this, this and this. If you said, oh, that's just a dream, that's that's never going to really happen, then you stay there. You stay in that place of, well, I have my dreams, but this is my life and my life is always going to be different than my dreams. It's not really true. Like we can yes, there's a lot of nuances about like, well, it's not going to be a perfect reality. Yeah. But I, what I'm trying to say is we are capable of manifesting. We are capable of creating a reality that's so much more magnificent than most of us realize. What, what, what would you say about that? I say what you're saying is true. Like, you know, and I have so many examples oh my god I remember and I'll give you two quick examples I remember when The Secret came out right the book The Secret and you know everybody bought that book so I got the book and I started reading it I was working for I was a dispatcher at a um, staffing agency in New York City right in the middle of the city I was actually on 33rd street so I there was so much craziness going on in the office it was so toxic it was super toxic I hated that job but you know it was convenient for me and I read the secret and I was like what if instead of complaining every single day about this job that freaking sucks and these people that are just malicious I started to have a different attitude a different perspective and that was the first time I've ever had that concept come you know into my existence so I started to go to work. I, I had to be at the office at five o'clock in the morning. So here I am taking the train at four in the morning, um, reading my book, trying to be positive before I got to the office. <laughs> and sometimes trying to be positive is our means of survival, to be honest. Mm -hmm. So I started to notice, right? I started to notice that the more positive I was, 
and the less I noticed all the, the craziness that was going on, the less I got involved into conversations that were toxic, the less I started to participate in these, you know, conversations with my coworkers of how uncomfortable we were, people started to act differently. I started to experience, and maybe they weren't acting differently. Maybe I was just experiencing things differently. Mm. Maybe I was just being, I was, maybe I was just unbothered by some of the things that were like, like triggering me before. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I, I, I had a different perspective and my reality changed. The job didn't change. These people probably didn't change. My reality changed. And I feel like it just is with everything, right? The more uncomfortable we become, the more uncomfortable our reality is. It's like if you sit in traffic and every time, you know, somebody cuts you off or there's five o'clock traffic, you're like, fuck, this guy is this person. And, and the more you say it, the more upset you are. But if you're like, you know what, like this is the five o'clock traffic it's whatever I'm just gonna listen to music I'm gonna call my friend you know I'm gonna think about what I'm gonna cook for dinner it just you become unbothered you become unbothered you know what I mean so a lot of times the things that we desire just like you said oh okay maybe it's not the same maybe it's better maybe it's better you know Mm -hmm. what I mean because you can you can only try to create it in your mind from your your current reality but that thing could be in a different perspective. And maybe there's a journey to, that you need to walk to get to that level of perception. You know what I mean? Mm. And the reality becomes even way better. And I can say that because when I remember I had a dream about this man that was very protective and this man was taking care of me and my, and my kids and he was very protective and this and that or whatever. And I'm like, who is that guy, God? Like, who's that man? You know, I'm thinking <laughs> of that. And, and then I just started to work on myself. I said, you know what, when that man comes, which I had this conviction that he was going to come, I was like, I'm just going to work on myself until he comes. And I went on many dates and every time I would go on a date and it wasn't a match, I would be like, oh, thank you so much. Like I just had a new experience for when this other person comes, you know what I mean? And, and then I went into a very short term relationship and I was like, you're not it. You're not the guy. Like, thank you very much. Like I, I was just elevating, you know what I mean? Like I was elevating. And by the time I met my husband, I was such a better person. I was such a better person. So when he came, we, we were a match, you know what I mean? And it's been great. So yes, I, I had a list of what I desired in a guy. Yes, I did the whole list I did the whole praying and I was like this is what I want but what I got was a lot better than what I desire because you you can't you you know in your vision you can't plan out every scene Mm -hmm. you can't plan out everything this person's going to tell you you can't plan out everything this person's going to do you know what I mean Mm -hmm. that's the unseen that's the x of the equation so maybe our reality of what we want to manifest can be so much better so much better. I have so many experiences with this man that I, there's no way I could have imagined them. It's just so much better. And that's with everything. I mean, you, you can honestly have your manifestation, you know, try to envision your manifestation and expect it to be way better than, mm-hmm. than what you can even imagine. Sometimes my prayer becomes this 
or something better. But it, it, sometimes I say something like, you know, make it better than I can even imagine. Mm. You know, I want this better than I even imagine. It's fucking kick ass advice. I love it. And I love the idea of, and it's so true because I've noticed this. If we look back, if anybody looks back on their, the, what they have already manifested in their life, it's really about, in the end, it's about the feeling that you get. It's about feeling fulfilled or it's about feeling loved or it's about feeling connected. It's not about who, what this person does during this time or what this person looks like during this time. It's about the feeling of something, satisfaction, fulfillment, love, something like that. And that's what you, that's what you really want to manifest. It's not the specific thing, but trying to, I, I found for myself trying to manifest specific things is a great place to start and just understanding what you want, allowing yourself material items, all of that kind of thing was really important for me. But I love Rosalie that you're just, yeah, it's the feeling and it can be better. That's what we want to, that's we want it, what we want to get to. So let's validate that. Let's, let's understand that and, and allow that into our lives. It's so like it there, my soul is like, um, so excited and like, like aroused and like just passionate about what you're saying, because it really can be that good. And this is what yeah. I'm talking about. Like Rosalie with your, your relationship to abundance is so pure. <laughs> it's just like overflowing and we need, we, we just need you on earth so much. We need more people like you. So I would like to, before we close and get into, you know, how we can work with you, all of that before that, I would like to just touch on astral travel. <laughs> and you know that I'm really interested in this Rosalie and I, it's a new concept to me and I'm thinking that it will be a new concept to a lot of our listeners. Can you talk to us a little bit about astral travel and what your experience with it has been? Yeah. So Full disclaimer, you know, I'm not an expert and like it's a topic of astral projection. I I've experienced astral projection and, or astral travel, like you call it, but it's been very spontaneous, right? So I, I don't really know how long I've been doing it just because sometimes I, I don't understand the difference between being in a vision and actually leaving my body and, and doing the whole astral travel. Just because sometimes there's a process, there's the whole, you know, so I'll just explain how it happens to me, right? Normally I'm just laying down and relaxing and all of a sudden I just feel like if, like if every cell in my body is vibrating at high speed. It is, I can't even explain it, but it's almost like your entire body is like a cell phone, it just vibrates. <laughs> <laughs> And then I hear like in my left ear, a high pitch, like something like, you know, something like that. And then I'll pull like my, I feel like my, my whole body is just, my soul is just pulled out out of my body. But then I, sometimes I feel like it's rolling out. So I've had different experiences. The easiest is when it just basically rolls out. And at that time, 
I'm conscious of everything that's happening, happening, and I'm just like allowing it, right? Because it's an uncomfortable situation for me, but I just allow it. And I had to tell myself sometimes, like, just relax, 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 just let it happen, just relax. And that's what I have to tell myself because if not, I'm like freaking out, and then there's nothing I can do about it, right? So. I'll just talk myself into just relaxing while it's happening. And I feel the, you know, rolling out type of motion. And then once I roll out, I'm standing in the same place. So I'm in my room, right? And then, so I'm just in my room and I walk around and sometimes I look outside and I'm just like, should I go out or should I know? You know what I mean? It's just like that very childlike situation because is is even though it's been happening for a lot of years, I've never gotten really used to it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When I'm not fully conscious of the whole experience and which is why I say sometimes, I don't know if it's a vision or I'm actually out. And when I say out, you know, astral traveling, I'll be in um, a different place and not in my room. Mm-hmm. So when I'm fully conscious, I'm in my room and I'm like freaking out in my room because I don't want to leave my room. And when I'm not, I'm actually... I remember this experience I had and being in a whole different, and it was just like a a whole different world because I had like three moons, you know, Mm. and I'm sitting there looking like, holy crap, like this place has three moons. Like, what is this? You know? (laughs) And, and that was, you know, an amazing experience, but it happened, you know, it happens a lot. And like I said, when I'm fully conscious, I'm in my room and I'm like, oh, hell no, there's no way I'm going outside. And, and I do remember what got me there. I, I had, I rolled out of my, you know, I rolled out of my body. I'm standing in my room. I look out the window and I see these people outside and they're calling me by my name. Mm. And they're like, Rosalie, come, come outside. Like, come down, girl. Like, like, come. And I'm like, how do they know me? Like, <laughs> and I was like trying to hide in my room and they were yelling for me. And I looked down and I saw them kind of like in a, in a basketball court right outside my, my window. And I was like, oh, hell no, I'm not going outside, you know? And then I kept, I kept like saying, go back to your body, go back to your body. And so I throw myself in the bed and, and basically, but you know what? A lot of people, I know that when I tell the story, it doesn't sound that amazing. Like some people have, you know, they go to different countries and all kinds of stuff. But I will say this, whether it happens to you naturally, like it happens to me, I've never been able to induce it. I know of people that that's what they do. I actually know a girl that she teaches people how to induce, you know, astral travel. But I do believe it's something that's safe, right? Because Every time I have freaked out or every time I wanted to go back, I just snap back into my body. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. you freaking out or you being like having an intense emotion or you being like, I want to go back. Like it just pushes you back in. Like, you know what I mean? Why I haven't explored more, I can't tell you, right? Mm-hmm. But it's definitely something that is, I think it's natural to everybody. I don't think that astral projection is something that is for the elite. I think it's just something that we can all experience. And maybe we all experience it and we think it's just a dream sometimes. Mm, 
Totally. That's definitely happened to me as far as dreams go. Like I'm always flying around and it feels like <laughs> I'm always flying around in my dreams and it feels like this. I could see the vibration, but it feels kind of like I'm on a roller coaster. Like I drop out and, and then fly up kind of. And so basically so we're not like, we know we're not like defining, we're not experts on astral travel or astral um, projection, but would you say like in our own words, is it like your soul is leaving your body and having its own experiences without your body? I think we're soul and we have a body. I think our bodies are just like our suit so that we can experience earth, right? So I think that we basically spiritually we explore you know mm -hmm. the world without the limitations of body mm. fun and I, I wanted to tell you this experience that I had and I just remembered and I think it'll be a funny one for some remember it was seven o'clock in the morning and I woke up and I was wondering where you know like where my boyfriend didn't my ex-boyfriend many 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 years ago didn't message me and I was like where is this guy you know so I all of a sudden I'm astral projecting like involuntarily just happens and I walk into this apartment in a different country and I walk into this room and I see my boyfriend sleeping next to this woman right and I'm like I tried kicking him I tried slapping him and I couldn't do it I couldn't do it, but the intense emotion took me back to my body. So when I, when I get up, I'm like, holy crap. Like I start calling this person and I'm like, Hey, you are with this person, with this woman that looks like this and you spend the night at her place and this and that or whatever. And he had to confess because he thought the woman had called me and told me all about their night adventure. Yes. Yes. Holy so shit. that's how I know for sure that astral travel <laughs> is really a thing. Is legit. I, uh, is legit for real. <laughs> and I wanted to share that because once I laugh about it now, it wasn't funny back then. But you know, a lot of times people are like, "Are you sure you're not dreaming?" Well, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This can be proven. This stuff can be proven. Yeah, um, most definitely. And I've, you know, I've had a couple experiences. I freaked out a couple of boyfriends like that. And it's a trip. Now I laugh about it and it's, you know, it's funny and this and that or whatever. But I, you know, I remember in high school, I had this boyfriend that said he had quit smoking and we're talking on the phone. Like we're literally talking. And he said, oh, hold on a second. Give me a minute. And he put his phone down and I asked him to travel that quick to his place. <laughs> And I saw him grab a cigarette <laughs> and, and when he gets back to the phone, you know, it took me some time to gain consciousness again. And I was like, oh, I thought you had quit, but why you grab that cigarette? And he hung up on me. He was so scared. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it. It's like, you cannot get anything past Rosalie. Don't you even try. I love it. I love it. Yeah, my, oh my, God. my kids are pretty scared about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so great. And but it's, it's legit for real. It is legit. Legit. Yeah. And even like, so again, like I also don't know how, well, I'm going to say, I don't know how to 
distinguish my dreams from astral projection. That's something I have to dig into more, but I know now that I'm understanding more about my psychic gifts and abilities. I have dreams all the time now. And I just tell everyone when I have a dream about them, I tell them. And so often now people are like, how are you in my life? Like, oh, I had a dream that you were doing this or feeling this way, or you were there or having a fight with this person or this. And they're like, yeah, that just happened two days ago. So how did you know? <laughs> right. So like, it just speaks to the, the abilities that we all have. And like, I'm not special here. Everybody has, like, if you have dreams, you have these abilities So just start validating right. it. And then same with astral travel, start that like Rosalie validates it. And that's how she finds out that it's actually legit, you know? Yeah. And you know, at the beginning, when I started to experience, cause I, I do have a lot of different, you know, gifts, let's just say, you know, but really it's just, it's just a, it's just a spirit thing. You know, we all have it, but at the beginning it was hard for me because it was hard for me to accept it, that this is a normal thing. And it was hard for me to communicate with that with people because I didn't want people to think that I was like, you know, into witchcraft or mm -hmm. into things that were taboo or I didn't want people to label me. But after many years of dealing with this, I, I just became more accepting of what it is, right? And I don't question it anymore. So if I have a dream or a message or anything that comes up, I just tell the person and I'm not responsible for what they think about it. I'm not responsible for what they think about me. I did my job. Like if I have a, a dream about you, I'm going to have to tell you because my only responsibility here is to share. Mm -hmm. That's it. How you perceive that and how you, you know, how you analyze that. It's just you like that's, that's you. So, you know, at the beginning it was hard because I, I was like, oh, hell no, I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm not talking about that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And, and I was even able to save somebody's life by being brave enough to tell them what came to me, you know, one time many years ago, but it's just understanding that this is normal. This is normal. This is not taboo. We make it taboo. Mm -hmm. It's not weird. We make it weird, you know, and just because a lot of people are uncomfortable talking about it does not make it not normal is normal. Yeah. And sometimes when, you know, I'm talking to anybody out there that, you know, curious messages or anybody that has dreams about other people, like your only job is to share it. And that's it. That's your only responsibility. Mm, so beautiful. So beautiful. Yeah. That's that changes the world. Like if everyone can can work towards looking at what they receive like that, right. that changes the world. Okay. So gosh, I could talk to you for hours. Rosalie, to close down here, I ask all of my guests on this podcast what you think the root of health is, what you think the like the baseline root of health is. Self-acceptance. Mm. Self-acceptance, because I think that when you're kind to yourself, when you befriend yourself, when you become your own best friend, I think that you make decisions from a place that 
is good for you and it's good for others and it's good for the world and and it's just it's just good overall you know what I mean in every way yeah I think that if you're ever going to be on a journey if you're ever going to do anything in life is to accept who you are to love yourself more to know yourself more to master yourself Mm. yeah so true so absolutely true like all these things self-trust self-confidence it doesn't happen unless we accept ourselves right yeah totally Okay, Rosalie, where can we find you? How can we support you? How can we work with you? I'm going to link everything um, in show notes, but would you like to tell us a little bit about where you like to be in the social space and how we can work with you? So you can find me on Instagram and Facebook. My link is the Rosalie effect. And I also have a Facebook group and it's called the code you because it's all about who you are as a whole, as, you know, as a person and as an entrepreneur. Yeah. And you can find me in the socials. And if you're interested in working with me, you can just DM me. Nice. Super clear, super simple. I love it. Rosalie, thank you so much for this time. It's just, it's been fucking eye and soul opening Thank you for having this conversation with me. I am so grateful for you. Thank you so much for having me. I had an amazing, amazing time. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. I hope you enjoyed this episode with Rosalie Tolentino, transformational lifestyle coach. I have all of Rosalie's contact information in the show notes. Join her Facebook group. Follow her on Instagram. She is always spreading so much beautiful wisdom out into the world. It's incredible to see. It's gorgeous to see. Check it out for yourself. And if you did love this episode, subscribe to this podcast, leave a rating and review, share this podcast with your community. And if you'd like to book an intuitive body reading session with me, DM me on Instagram at emilys.rootawakening or head to the link in my Instagram bio and we will see you at your session. I am Emily Kosick, intuitive health coach and CEO of Root Awakening. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Thank you for enjoying Rosalie's beautiful wisdom with me. I am so grateful for you. Thank you for supporting natural health. And I cannot wait to hear from you soon. See you on the next episode.